Hola, everyone. I'm Jenny Solans along with my husband, Ben. Hola, chicos. Bienvenidos a Breaking Español. Every week, we share our journey as we learn Spanish, immersing ourselves into Latin culture while raising our young son bilingual. And we hope that hearing our story inspires you to embark on your own language learning journey. ¿Están listos? Vámonos. Enjoy the show. Hello everyone, it's just me today and I have a guest for you. I invited my friend Rachel Leak into the studio to chat and she's adorable little blonde from Virginia. She speaks Spanish and jet sets all by herself to Central and South America and you're going to love her. We talk a lot about how she kickstarted her journey into learning Spanish and we just share our love of travel and a few places she's been recently like Chile, and she kind of made me a little nervous because she said it's very hard to understand there. <laughs> and also our love for Miami, the most lovely city on the East Coast. So enjoy the show, and we'll catch you back here next week. Hola, Rachel. Hola. ¿Cómo estás? Bien, ¿y tú? Bien, bien. Thanks so much for coming to the studio today. I Well, for everyone at home, I've been excited to have Rachel come in because my cousin Jesse introduced you to me, and she said, okay, I found someone that loves Spanish as much as you, is learning, and loves to travel, and I was like, bring her over. I would love to meet her, <laughs> and your travel has been so inspiring, and you even helped me a little bit with, I'm going to Chile soon. I'm so excited How random is that? Too. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, you just got back, so were you gone a month? It was close to a month. Close to a month. Three weeks. And you were down in South America mostly. Mm-hmm. So I did Chile, uh, Santiago, Valparaiso, which is like one of the coastal towns. Uh-huh. Then I did Argentina, Buenos Aires, and Mendoza. And then came to Peru for a hot second, um, and then came back to the States. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I, I was following <laughs> her on Instagram, and it was so fun watching where you were jumping around to. Yeah. And so let's back up a little bit. How did you end up with Spanish being kind of a big part of your life where would you say now that you are fully fluent in it or that you can converse in it pretty well? Definitely not fluent. Okay, so you still (laughs) study and... Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I think that's one of the things I didn't realize how long it... Like, it takes a long time. Right. And to get um, confident in speaking, too. Mm -hmm. Because even if you, like, know... you're so shy about it still. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't... My accent's not good. Exactly, and I would not want to exactly like the accent or like conjugate something incorrectly or so being able to like jump that hurdle um and I think that's where traveling comes in too that's where being you really able, feel like you had a breakthrough with yeah, the language yeah because you have to right you're in a cafe and nobody speaks English what are you gonna do how are you gonna get your cappuccino right all of a sudden it's not as embarrassing you're like well I just need to make sure I get that or mm-hmm. And did you, so when did you first start learning? Did you learn in school? Did you do like a bilingual school? Uh, No, so in high school I took Spanish classes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just like the required one? Yeah, Yeah. and so I don't really count that as anything because I think the only thing I really remember from that. And you grew up in the States, right? Yeah, um, I grew up in a town like 40 minutes outside of D.C. in Northern Virginia. Was it a small town? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a weird thing right because it's a small town but you're also 40 minutes from like the nation's capital (laughs) so it's like a little bit of both um but yeah so took Spanish in high school but I don't think I really retained any of that except for like your basic conjugations colors what have you you could count to 10 or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but then I took a new position for work in South Florida like right near Miami yeah and Looking back, I think that has kind of been the catalyst slowly for, like, me wanting to start learning. Because um, everyone – so, like, where you were in Virginia, did you know very many people that spoke another language? Like, Italian, French, 
German? It would only have been Spanish. Okay. And even then, it was, like, kind of few and far between. So you didn't really need to know Spanish back home as much? No. And then you get down to South Florida, which anyone who knows South Florida, it is Haitians, Cubans. <laughs> I mean, it is a melting pot yeah. of different cultures. And, and the further you get into, like, Little Havana or yeah. um, Doral, it's like you're almost looked at weird if you, like, are speaking English. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, did you ever feel almost like a minority to the point oh, where you're like, I need to know Spanish to survive? Well, not necessarily to survive, but... Um... Like, going out and, like, just be, not being able to, like, fit into the conversations if it, like, breaks and switches off into Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, and that happens often. Um, so I think slowly it was a combination of, like, all my friends were Colombian, Venezuelan, Peruvian, like, from all over. Um, and being able to, like, pick up on little things that they were saying. And granted, they all speak fluent English. Right. Um, but wanting to be able to, like, say a little, like, side conversations and stuff. Um, and really and get to fully know them in the, in the language they yeah. probably express themselves the best. Yeah, and then I think, so I would do, like, little things, right? And then, like, going on a date with a guy, and we would, like, go to a little cafecito, and I was like, oh, I want to try to order. Um, You're so, like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so things like that. But then I think when I really started to get serious about, like, okay, let me put this into a schedule, let me actually, like, make time for it, was when I booked a trip to Peru with one of my friends who's Peruvian. So we were doing basically the whole um, flying into Lima, going to Cusco, doing Machu Picchu, all of that. Um, and I really wanted to be able to not necessarily hang on my own, but like at least get by. And you um, were going with someone who spoke Spanish anyway. And that was the perfect like transition into it. Because even when we would like go out to eat or go somewhere, um, she would... Like, we would talk about what we wanted to get, and then she's like, okay, but you're ordering. <laughs> and oh, the person geez. would come over, and I'm like, oh, let me, like, figure out yeah. how to do this. She she was trying to help you, too, so you mm -hmm. wouldn't rely on her. And then we would do tours, and we would do them in Spanish, which is great, because I could follow the premise yeah. for the most part. Like, oh, this building's made out of gold, or this is the story of it. Or... We just had that experience in Oaxaca, and we did them all in Spanish. And, you know, you get a lot of it, and this one we went on was through a garden, mm -hmm. and the plants were something you never study. Like, have you ever oh, studied yeah. the plant names no. in Spanish? So I got thrown off at first by that. I'm like, what verb is that? Or what is he saying? <laughs> but then once I realized he was just pointing out every plant, and plants <laughs> have weird names in English too, yeah. then I was like, oh, I got this. Like, you mm -hmm. get the gist of what they're saying. But, yeah. yeah. So what did you start doing to learn Spanish before you headed to Peru? I was doing Duolingo. Oh, yeah. And I think that was kind of the only thing I was doing then. And then trying to talk more with your friends. Exactly. And then conversational. Conversation. Um, so we would, like, sometimes on the weekend we would meet up and then we're like, okay, for the first five minutes we're only talking Spanish, which sounds so simple I if know. you're talking about this in English, but to not break for a full five minutes when you're learning yes. is the longest period of time in the world. I mean, <laughs> I remember I could only do, like, I would start talking to someone like Jesse. I would mm -hmm. start talking to, we have Jesse, or my cousin is a mutual friend of ours, and um, even talking to her for five minutes in Spanish, the minute it got past the greetings, how mm -hmm. was your day, what did you do yesterday, then it was like I had to switch to English. And it mm -hmm. was as like, what was that, four minutes? I'm like, dang it. You I know, know. Like, it's such a big step just to get farther than the greeting. And yeah. then you get past the greeting, and then you're like, well, now I'm stuck on, I don't know how to say that. Or... Exactly, exactly. Um, so that's, yeah, so that's how I kind of like helped get to um... – the trip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you used going. it there. Mm hmm That's cool. Yeah, and then here I'm doing um, a class that meets once a week, and it's like an immersion class. Yeah. And so that's perfect. It's not 
grammatical or anything, even though I do, like, I have a grammar book that I just bought last week, so I was like, I do need to get that part in. So sometimes but, you'll get, like, homework. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but this one's good because you're strictly just speaking, right? And mm-hmm. that's, to get over that hurdle is, yeah, is huge. Yeah, we just learned that we actually went to the same Spanish class. Like, yeah, it's the same school. Yeah, so I, my, our teacher, Lalo, used to be at um, the same school, but he just branched off and has a different language center, mm-hmm. and we do private lessons with him, but you're in the group ones, which we've mm-hmm. talked a lot about doing the group ones. Like, I, you said you've had really good success with them. It's amazing, and the part that I really like about this school, too, is that they do a trip once a month, and then it'll be, like, a cultural event, or sometimes it's even just like, hey, we're meeting at so-and-so's house for, like, drinks and appetizers. Oh, I like that. But you go, and you only speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's a little more, like, lenient about, like, yeah. breaking Yeah, they're not anything. like, this is the forbidden word. <laughs> exactly. But... It's really good, and to meet, like, other people passionate about it, right? Like, passionate about learning, passionate about, like, another language, another culture. Yeah, you almost um, need to geek out on it a little bit, because otherwise mm-hmm. you're not going to just fully immerse in it. Like, my Uber driver home last night, we yeah. went out last night for Jesse's birthday, and, I mean, just two <laughs> glasses of wine and a shot was enough for me to realize that, <laughs> that Latina can party, can't she? So, I got, I took my um, Uber home, and he was Spanish-Italian. No way. And next thing we know, I'm like, we're talking about he was from Colombia, that he was, like, Spanish-Italian, but lived in Colombia. He said, I have to go, which I think you've already been, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And he was, we were talking about the food, we started talking in Spanish, and, you know, it is, it's probably not as fun for someone that just already speaks Spanish, like, it's just normal, they don't Mm -hmm. even think about it, but for, like, people like us that are learning and really trying to embrace it Mm -hmm. and understand and be able to... Uh, converse with people at all levels like mm-hmm. it was it like made my night you know yeah, just being totally. able to find someone to talk to and he had so many um uh recommendations for travel and stuff and so I was like this is so cool and that, that, I think awesome. that's the point of going deeper in it and learning and putting that completely in there right yeah you know, like you've had that experience and your Spanish class is everyone at your same level that they do they group it group by you. level, so when you first come in, you have an interview. Right, yeah. Um, basically, essentially to uh, judge like where you're at, kind Cause of. Because they don't want to put you in something that maybe you won't Well, yeah, and you want to kind of group people roughly together with their same skill set or level of um, fluency. So, yeah, so it is by groups of level. Yeah. Um, and then you obviously, like, progress through. You and... progress through. And then at this point now, so your Spanish learning, like, travel's been a big one for you. Mm-hmm. You go to that class once a week still? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's rad. And then they have the um, the group meetups once a month? Yes. And didn't you guys do, was that who you that was for the orphanage? It was, oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Like, what was that like? It was amazing. So um, one of the students in the class is also a teacher and does or has connections, her father works at the orphanage, or not, it's not the orphanage, Corazon de Vida, uh-huh. and they fund a in handful Tijuana, of right? orphanages in Tijuana. in Tijuana. Okay. Yeah. So then they do these monthly um, trips down there where you go and play with the kids. We do, like, art activities. It's, like, learning engagement stuff. Um, and then it's also really beneficial because I realized my language level is essentially that of, like, a <laughs> six-year-old. <laughs> I've had that realization a few times when I've been standing in line and right. the kids talking. I'm like, I understand everything. I know. Saying. I'm like, here, and we can talk, right? Because mm-hmm. you're speaking slowly and I'm understanding everything you're saying. It's perfect, right? <laughs> I know. It's pretty funny. So cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And you, your trip, did you find there was ever a moment where you had trouble talking to anyone or did it just kind of... Oh, completely. Really? Like the entire time. How was the language down there as far as... 
um, in Chile. Like it's I've hard. Heard, it, I've heard. I know you're it's scaring hard. me because so, I've heard so many things about Chile. So being hard. my teacher even told me that she was like, "Don't go. Like, Is it don't really be fast. It's fast and a, it's not correct. Apparently, <laughs> like." Tons of slang there. Tons of slang. They cut off the ends of certain words. Oh, so instead of like vamos, it's vamos. Instead of like pared for wall, it's pared. Like oh, okay. it, just different things. It has they this cut real, the end off. Yeah. And then. Where in Peru, you didn't feel like that. They did no, that. No, Peru, in my opinion, I I could understand. Yeah. Because they spoke slow, they spoke deliberate. Um, in Colombia, Colombians are known to have a really clean. Yeah. accent and use the full words. Is that how it was when you were there as well? I think so, but I was also in uh, Cartagena, which is a coastal town, and so mm. they kind of had like their own little bit their of coastal slang, but it wasn't, um, I didn't find any like outrageous difficulty, and if anything, it's just like little like words that they would um, come up with. Or, yeah, like, yeah. Like how we and do honestly, too. it might have even been like the group that I went with, <laughs> like their own little sayings. Well, I mean, even from, like, the East Coast to the West Coast, you know, oh, you're exactly. from East Coast, I went mm-hmm. from West Coast, like, we say different things for, you know, something that's fun or cool, or, yeah. you know, so it's probably that same idea. Mm-hmm. And then in Argentina... Yeah, and so they have a completely different accent. Oh, like, Ben says, like, he has the hardest time Especially in Buenos Aires, so their Y is, sounds similar to, like, a J or a SH, so it's not, like, so Plaza de Mayo is one of their main squares, but it's not Plaza de Mayo, it's Plaza de Mayo. Mayo. Yeah. Yes, yes. So every so if it, you hear that, you don't you start thinking like, well, what letter is that or what that completely because we don't we don't really learn mm-hmm. that. And so after a while it's like, okay, and then you can kind of pick up on it. But it's especially if they're talking fast and with that, it's yeah, it's hard to differentiate. <laughs> did you go down there alone? I did. This is solo travel. And then did you meet people while you were there? Yes. Spanish speaking uh, or other expat travelers? Everything. Really? Everything. It was it was amazing. Um, so I stayed purposefully. I stayed in hostels and oh, like Airbnbs did. with certain oh, homes and everything. <laughs> well, let me clarify. Hostels where I had my own room. Okay. Like I still want my own space so we can share the kitchen and the bathroom and whatever else. One of my first, <laughs> I need my own bedroom. <laughs> one of my first trips to Europe where I was like 26 or something and mm-hmm. I looked at my cousin and we both were going and I'm like, can we still do hostels? Like, <laughs> you know, but I, now with Airbnb. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you can crash at people's house or even couch surf. I don't think I personally would try, but I've yeah. had friends have such a good success on it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's definitely a great way to like meet new people. And yeah. I had like the hosts that I stayed with were so sweet. And we ended up going out to dinner with like their friends. What sparked um, this trip? Was it just, was it, have you noticed that you pick travel where you can use in language that you're studying? I do. And yeah, so this trip was a twofold, or the reasons I chose this trip were twofold. Um, one, I did want to pick a Spanish-speaking country so I could practice, um, and then two, I had a whole week off work in between Christmas and New Year's, mm. so I was like, well, I have time to go somewhere far. <laughs> like, I don't need to just stay around three weeks or anything. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so, and I had always wanted to do Chile and Argentina Mainly Mendoza, mainly because I'm in love with Malbecs. Oh, yeah, I was just like, say, wine, wine wasn't the entire reason for this trip, but it was definitely <laughs> a bit of an influencer. <laughs> well, and even when this Chile trip came up, like uh, I was like, oh, it's full of wine. Like, yeah, the I vineyards in the area are beautiful, and yeah, amazing. I don't know much about Santiago, and I don't know a lot of people that have gone. Most everyone mm-hmm. goes to Patagonia, and my girlfriend that I'm going with, she's not a huge hiker, a huge mm-hmm. nature person. And so I said, well, I think there's plenty to do in the city and all these wine tours. Like, mm-hmm. well, that's the nature we'll get. We'll mm-hmm. get 
some nature just going through the wine tours and totally, stuff. Totally, totally, and it's so beautiful. Um, but I also, I didn't let, I knew I had, like, a rough thing of what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like, I knew I wanted to do Buenos Aires, I knew I wanted to do Santiago and Valparaiso, but I didn't, I never booked all my flights, like, all at once. Oh, I love so that. I went down there, and I didn't have my flight to Buenos Aires. Kind of just, what came <laughs> And when about? I got there, I didn't have my flight, like, back home. I didn't buy my flight home until, like, I don't know, a few days before. Oh, my gosh, I love that. <laughs> the joke was, like, everybody was, like, you're coming back, though, They're, like, right? you are coming back. <laughs> Totally. Because you, you can work remote, right? What do you do I for can. work? You're... I'm a graphic designer. Yeah, see? Mm-hmm. You can stay down there. Yeah, following Do you ever see Wi-Fi. doing some kind of immersion like that where you lived in a country? Like, I mean... Oh, that'd be amazing. South Florida counts, kind of? It kind of does because it doesn't does. feel like part of the And then you're in San Diego now, so mm-hmm. you're getting quite an immersion. But, um, yeah, do you think you would ever want to do that? Oh, completely. That'd be yeah. so fun, huh? I think that'd be amazing. And, um, Especially Spain. That's definitely on my list. Oh, and Have you already been to Spain before? Been... I haven't. Okay, I haven't. so you've done a lot of South America. I've done a lot of South and Central. How did the Columbia trip come about? How long ago was that? It was in May. Oh, it was just recent. Okay, yeah, so, it was so last about May. a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I have. Um, it was actually the guy that I was dating at the time, uh-huh. and he was going back to see his grandparents. And I was like, "Well, can was, I come with?" <laughs> so you dated someone that was full Spanish speaking. Yeah, in both, right? So he's fluent yeah. in both. Um, so that, that was amazing, and it was so sweet because his, his family doesn't speak any English. Yeah. Um, his family in Colombia. Uh-huh. And, yeah, his grandparents were so sweet, and it was – the coffee there is amazing. The food there is amazing. Um, everybody is very welcoming and warm. It yeah. was amazing. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And so now you live with my cousin Jesse, who's mm-hmm. from Honduras, and do you, you – I've seen you guys have done a couple nights where you just speak in Spanish. Is Yes. Is her accent different to you or more comfortable since you lived in Florida so long? No, I heard, I can't pinpoint any, like, differences, it sounds, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think she speaks really clean. For mm-hmm. me, like, I, she loves that we know words like es un reto, like, mm-hmm. kind of more, um, she says she doesn't hear a lot of that stuff here. Uh-huh. Because being in Norte de Mexico, like, we get, you get um, more of, yeah, yeah, much more of the Mexican slang. And she, being on the Caribbean side and mm-hmm. Honduras and all that, she gets those different words. Mm-hmm. And so I've had a really good time speaking with her because I almost can speak better with her. Yes. Right? Like completely. Like the way she knows a lot more of the um, more structured words. She does. And so she's like, oh, I love when I can come talk with you guys because anyone that's learning knows yeah. way more of those. Yes. Because we don't, I mean, how often do you really speak in slang right now? Like, I don't feel comfortable yet. Like, Ben yeah. does. Mm-hmm. Like, Ben will grab all these slang words and use them, and I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> insult somebody by you. Yeah. Like, well, and a lot of things are context, too, right? Like, if you're close with somebody, you would say that, but if it's somebody on the street, you would never say oh that. Oh, my God, yeah. it's a complete insult, right? Yeah, you're like, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, she's great. <laughs> I've learned, yeah, a lot from her. <laughs> That's so cool. And you guys have, have you spoke Spanish at home before? Like, where, do you still do that where you're like, hey, we're only going to speak We've Spanish? done a few nights. Like, if we're cooking dinner, uh-huh. it's like, okay, we're cooking dinner, and it's only in Spanish. And I'm like, wait, hold on. When do we start? And she's like, now. <laughs> you're like, um... <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Um, have you got anyone else on board with learning Spanish, like your parents or anyone else? No, unfortunately, hard, huh? no. Yeah. yeah. Well, my sister's going to Peru uh, this spring, I think. Does she have a desire to learn? She a little, uh-huh. and she's like, "Yeah, so I downloaded Duolingo." I was like, "Okay, have you started it?" She's like, "Well, no." I know. And I was like, "Nicole, do you I was like, still it use takes... Duolingo now? Like, do I you go do. back and forth?" I do. Like, I've completed everything, and everything's gold. Oh, good. But for I you. still just go back and practice. Well, and they have like the bots now where yep. you can talk to a person. Yeah, like a per- exactly <laughs> person in quotes. But but I, it's I... more. Um, 
it's more conversational too, which is good. Yeah, I need to get back on there because I. I loved it. I used it a ton. Mm-hmm. And then if you ruin your streak, then all of a sudden it's like you I ruin know. your, um, like, competition You're, with yeah. yourself. And so it's like getting back on there. But I loved it. I loved it for it, – it was like a more fun version of homework. So uh, where's your next trip? Where are you off to next? Well, I don't have one planned for next, but what's on my list is I definitely want to do Cuba. Oh, I know. Definitely Isn't that just Cuba. like the spot right now too? And I want to get in there before it gets, like, insanely touristy. And, I know. Yeah. Is it still no um, cell towers there, so you have no communication with anyone else when you're visiting there? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I know, like, for Wi-Fi spots, it's only, like, a handful scattered yeah. throughout. Um, and it's a very not easy process to go through. The... I know. That would be so fun. Unless though. you're, like, staying in, like, one of the nicer hotels that has it included And there's so many Cubans in Miami, so mm-hmm. you know that that accent pretty well it it's very quick and fast and <laughs> like <laughs> all on words it's so fast um when I was sitting at the airport when I was like oh gosh I was probably like 13 or 14 I think I was telling you this mm-hmm. last night I was sitting at the airport waiting for my connection flight to Key West mm-hmm. and I had heard Spanish in this little town I lived in in Oregon from the people that worked in the orchards yeah and that was the only time I ever really heard Spanish because no one else like spoke Spanish Mm -hmm. like and I was only I think I was actually younger because when I was 14 I moved to Arizona and everyone spoke Spanish Mm -hmm. so um I'm sitting in the airport and I literally felt like I'd gone to like a different country and I was just sitting there and I that's what I would really like to change with our son Jack is like I don't want him to ever feel like he missed out on something like when did all this happen when did people start speaking a different language that I didn't even know about like I don't ever remember my family when I was a little little kid taking me anywhere where someone spoke a different language they just Mm -hmm. really didn't probably have friends that did like I said it was a little small town and uh I just remember sitting in that airport going okay and everyone was Cuban because if you've been anywhere near the Miami airport or anywhere in town like everyone's Cuban there Mm -hmm. and it's such a fun city for that reason like Mm -hmm. the culture gives it life like completely it's one of my favorite cities it's crazy but it's a good crazy because it is you have such a cultural mix of people from everywhere yeah you can go around the corner into a little cafecito and grab a Cuban coffee and then go around the next corner and get like an arepa from Venezuela like and all these are like super authentic yeah (laughs) and I was in um a Haitian neighborhood last time Mm -hmm. I was there I was in I think it was Miami I was in Miami and they speak like French Creole yes it was yeah. insane, and that he was listening to a radio station. Um, it was like the guy was taking me on a shuttle to mm-hmm. the airport, and his radio station. I was like, "What language is this?" And he's like, "Oh, it's French Creole. Yeah. I'm Haitian." Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And it's it's such a. It, I could see how that sparked you wanting to push harder in Spanish mm-hmm. because if you don't speak Spanish there, you're missing out on so much. Exactly. That's what I more feel exactly. like. It's not so much like you know to survive or you're mm-hmm. scared or anything. It's just like you're missing that. Mm-hmm. super fun culture like those oh, people that you can talk to yeah and because you go out in downtown and you're like oh going to little like salsa yeah. clubs and it, like there's this whole nother like aspect yeah. to it right i know um so yeah do you get beautiful. that um that vibe in san diego too like just from the culture here i mean not as much <laughs> not <huh>? really. <laughs> we don't have it's weird because we have not really <laughs> like we have the food yeah but we don't have the um the huge latin influence in that way but Mm -hmm. I think that's just because like I look at Jessie when Jessie first came out here and she's just like you know used to going out clubbing and dancing so I mean that's just a Miami thing I think Mm -hmm. I don't think San Diego is much of a 
Ah, gosh, I don't even know how to describe it. Well, like, and Miami's different, too, right? It would be, like, comparing here to Las Vegas. Totally. Like, so it's not, yes. like, apples and oranges. Cause no. Because, in my opinion, Miami is almost like the Vegas of the East Coast. It is. It's always on. It's, like, larger than life. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And that's almost like it's drugs. It's, like, it's so eccentric. Yeah. Yeah, you could, you'll kind of move up to Fort Lauderdale or something if you're ready to mm-hmm. <laughs> quiet down a no, little bit, right? No, completely. You have to go a little bit north to get a little bit more grounded. You're like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I'm so glad you came into the studio today. Cause I know. It's been fun chatting with you, and I I think eventually me and Ben will be in one of your classes because... Oh my goodness, I would I, love that. Would that be fun? Amazing, yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to hearing where your next trip is, because if it's Cuba, I'm on board with following you. I know, you I think we should just plan one, bring Jesse too. Yeah, oh, Jesse's for sure coming. <laughs> All right, ciao. Ciao. Hey guys, thanks for listening. You can find full show notes and images from today's episode at breakingespanol.com. We appreciate you listening and would love to see you back here again, so be sure to subscribe now. We have new episodes weekly. Thanks, and see you next time. Adios.